welcome back to the Bucket Eye Culture podcast. Unfortunately, as you might know, last week we couldn't manage to get an episode out, but we're back. We'll have guests lined up every week for the considerable future. So be wherever you're listening, Spotify, iTunes, wherever it is, every Tuesday we'll be releasing an episode. This week I'm joined by the Perps who released their single Cut It, a new year, and they're releasing their next single, Walk Like This Now, on the 15th of July. So be sure to check that out when it comes out. One more thing before we start. As it's Father's Day this weekend, we have a sale in the BH Culture store via the link in my bio. Use the code Father's Day for 15% off your purchase. Enjoy the podcast. Hello, I'm here with the Perps. Uh, how are you? Good. Yeah, no bad, bad mate. Mate, no bad. Not bad, mate. <laughs> Do you want to all introduce yourself, sir, your name and your role in the band? Yeah, I'm Seb and I play the voice. I am Alex and I'm a sentient drum. <laughs> uh, I'm Tom and I play guitar. Uh, and then we're missing Eric who's bass guitar. That's uh, correct. How, how did you all meet? <laughs> um, well, Tom, Tom and I are cousins, so we had no, no choice but to know each other, unfortunately. <laughs> uh, and um Tom and Alex know each other years as well, haven't they? School. And then um, I believe Tom found Eric in a pub. <laughs> we were hunting for a, for a bassist. Whispering sweet nothing yeah. to well, himself I, in the corner found, of a pub. Uh, I, found this <laughs> a, I found this weirdo in a pub that was letting me play his guitar. And then um, <laughs> I think he was thinking I wasn't going to invite him into the band, but I didn't do that quite. But I asked him if he knew any bass players and then put me in touch with Eric, so that's how we found him. And Tom and Alex used to actually be in, a good, band, in a metal band. He slotted band right in, which was handy, mm. even though he didn't, he didn't mm. know any of us or anything, so it went really well. It was a nice find. How did you come up for the name of the band? I don't really know. It was, I think it was, it was our manager, wasn't it, uh, Sam? Uh, it took yeah. us ages to decide on it, to be fair. But, oh, we went through about 16 different names a day for about a year. Yeah, it must be a tough it decision. It was a very, very tough decision. It sort of forms the identity, doesn't it? Yeah. And then, um, who was it? Yeah, this yeah. Was it you? No, I think I said Blue Streaks because this nutter in Berlin. It might have been Aspie's suggestion. Yeah. Originally. Yeah, yeah. This nutter in Berlin um, was saying a blue, talking a Blue Streak. Oh, well, yeah. It took like... us about six months with a band with no name for ages. <laughs> yeah. Just didn't have the same ring to it. The. Um, in Berlin, this dude told me that a blue talking a blue streak is to uh, to basically talk shit in a it's like an American term, or whatever. So I thought that was cool, but then everyone else poo pooed it and mm-hmm. came up with going up with the perps, which I've grown to like it at first. People every time you say it, they go the perps, and then you, you've got them. <laughs> but then you correct them, and it's I think it's alright. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I saw on your Instagram you did like an isolation performance of your yeah, single. We did. Uh, was that was that an interesting experience very, trying something new? Very, very. Yeah. Um, recording my drums, I, I made makeshift overhead speakers using two iPads, um, which just fell flat on its rear end, and then I ended up using the the. Fl- I don't even know to be honest. Well, it was Tom. It was Tom who spliced it all together to get the audio. Yeah. Yeah. it was an interesting little experiment. It was hard. It was hard to do, but. Um... Basically, we just got all the separate parts we did using like a separate um, 
voice note track on an i on an iPhone. Yeah. And then I just uh, I just mixed it all together in Logic the best that I could. And then our our mate Sam who does videography for us uh, threw the videos on top of it, and it was it turned out all right. To be fair, I was quite yeah. pleased with it. It was, yeah, it, was hard, it was hard yeah. for me though because I'm staying at my uh, missus's with with her parents, so it's not. I'm not even staying at my own house with my own family, so I'm there squealing upstairs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, you know, with your parliament of owls in the back. Well, yeah, I went to do it outside at one point. I thought, right, well, I can't be having everyone near me. I went outside, but she's got loads of trees, so there's loads of owls interrupting me in the garden. Uh, then Tom said, "You can't do it in the garden anyway." Anyway, I waited till they went out one day and finally got it done. Well, while we're on your single, uh, what was the inspiration behind the lyrics of it? Ooh. <laughs> to be honest, what did you do? Nonsense! Like we did. So me and me and Tom used to be in a band previous to that, and um, I did actually. I, I wrote like really intricate. Like politically charged lyrics for it, but it sounded it sounded shy. It sounded like up its own ass. Really, like trying these are really hard. like long words to try <laughs> to seem cool. So I thought I'd just scrap all that and just make it make make the melody like pretty catchy. And, and the words are pretty much nonsensical. But <laughs> to be honest, like most tunes, you it, it it means different people different things to different people anyway. So. It's a bit like yes. I don't know if it's like selfish making it about a specific thing. Going, it is this tune. It's about a specific thing because then, you know, it means everything means different things to different people when you hear it at different times. Like I could, I could hear a tune, and to me, it's an amazing tune because I've got nostalgia of summer and whatever. And then to someone else, they think it's shite because they heard it when they were ill, or you know what I mean. So, uh, yeah. Long story short, it's about nothing, but. Uh, you can make it about whatever you want, I guess. And who were your biggest like musical influences when you were recording it? To be honest, with my drums, all my background um, from when I started playing is all in metal. Um, yeah. So pick any hard-hitting drummer for me. Although I toned it, I had to tone it down a bit for Cutty, obviously, because that would have sounded bizarre. Yeah, we had, um, we've had to ban his double bass drum a few times. Yeah, it's not. I'm not happy with that. They tell me off. He tries to sneak it into the the, the studio though, and we veto it. I think he, I successfully sneak it in. Thanks very much. Yeah, but <laughs> no, I don't use it at all. And that that's for me. It's just. So now that's about it. But I think I think they, Sound, uh, sounded good. The, the, the producer we we uh, we had help because we'd never done it before. So we were like, we were like, you know, none the wiser of you know how to actually make a track really in a, a professional studio. Yeah. And um, he he's done you know he's done the rounds. He's been um, you know he's he's done it with a, like quite a lot of people. So he he helped us in like layering it and you know writing other bits on top mm. of it to you know bring it up to a certain level. Does anyone in the band take the lead when recording? Um, no. No, it's an equal split, to be honest. Yeah. Um, I mean, we've got one tune we've recorded that'll be a couple of releases time. We did the bass and the drums at the same time then. But normally we do each bits individually at the moment. So whoever takes the lead is whoever's I try to take the lead and it. everyone just tells me to fuck off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty much that. Dead right. <laughs> 
No, it's a it's a it's a it's a four man operation. Yeah. Equal split. Well, because really. all, in, in the different instruments, like I don't have a clue how to play drums. I can hardly play guitar that well. But like, yeah. I so, think Mark Mark so. the guy we've been working with has been really good with it as well, hasn't he? Yeah. No, oh, very, mm-hmm. very, very in good. Terms of, in terms of like, guys, a wizard. Helping helping us layer it layer it up and stuff in ways that we wouldn't necessarily do live. He's been a, he's a really talented well, guy. Really talented guy. For the for, for the for cut it, yeah. For the ones we've recorded since then, we've sort of we've got our own autonomy over it a lot more. We know what we're doing now. Yeah. You know, yeah. think outside the box with different guitar tracks and even backing vocals yeah. and little drum licks, that kind of thing. You know. Yeah, and I've, I've <laughs> when, when I've always got a, an idea of how I'd like like it to sound, but it never it never ter- turns out exactly how you know. You think it's going to be in your head? It'll it'll change and move when other people put their different instruments in, like the drums and the guitar or bass or whatever. Mm, yeah. At the time of recording, uh, your next single "Walk Like This Now" is out exactly a month today on the fifteenth yeah. of July. When did that first start being created and written? It's the same time. Years ago. Years ago. Yeah. Um, back back when we were in a in a band, uh, recall. Yeah. When we were about 15, 16, the initial ideas for that started forming. And then it's just one that we've carried on playing because it's fun yeah. from the chorus. The chorus. Yeah. I came out to Tom's and he had no he had no clue I even had any interest in music. I said, oh, I've written uh, written two songs. He went, you what? You've, you've written two songs. And one of them, I'll admit, was fucking awful. But the other one was what like this now. So it's it's kept its way throughout the years. And... Back then, it sounded a lot different back then, but I think it's it's sounding all right. Definitely suits mm-hmm. the bucket hat culture anyway. You, you almost grow one listening to it. <laughs> well, when you, play, when you play a gig, do you ever get many requests after to release certain songs that people have enjoyed? Yeah, yeah 100%. There's, uh, there's one or two. Um, Usually the one we end on, isn't it? Bang, bang. People like that. Bang, bang, yeah. That, well, that's... EP first four songs we're planning on that uh, completing that little collection you know um, the most requested ones are the ones we're doing first but we're always writing new stuff we've got how many have we got mm-hmm. in the pipeline I don't know lots so I mean the most recent one we started playing live that has become one of one of the two most requested sort of you know do that one do this one yeah. So it's, it's constantly evolving, really. Opinions and you know what, what's at the forefront yeah. of people's minds. You mentioned, you mentioned you've been playing live gigs for a long time. What's been your highlight gig? Ooh, yes, bar for me. Yeah, for me it probably be, we were on form then. For me, <laughs> it was probably academy. Like we did, we didn't play that. <laughs> That great because like me and Tom like singing we could hardly hear ourselves. It well, it was only our third. Was it our third gig? Yeah, third yeah, gig. I mean, we've only done like five, haven't we? But, well, um, done I, I, six, as a band seven. Ourselves. But um, yeah. the academy because uh, it was quite a big crowd and there's a lot of them were like um, yeah. there to see us and the, yeah, we got a really good, really good turnout yeah. at the academy, didn't we? Mm. Yeah. Oh yeah. And even uh, if they didn't know, crowd the song, was going still going mad. So. I think in terms of live performance, though, yes, bar was that oh, the one we did in March was our last one. Yeah. Mm. Um, I think in terms of that, just before lockdown. I think, I think yeah. So we're supposed to be having a headline show in five days. Yeah, yeah we're yeah. supposed to be headlining Deaf Institute on the twentieth. Mm. Yeah. 
Obviously, that's gone down the toilet. Well, there you go. It'll be rearranged. Yeah, it's happened for everyone at the moment. We can't, we can't cry ourselves. It's happening to everyone in the music industry, isn't it? So, right. yeah, it's just yeah. one of those things. Hopefully, gigs get back I hope as soon so. as possible. Yeah. Um, what's your long-term aim as a band? So, over the next few years, what what's your aim to try to do? Well, have you ever heard of the Beatles? <laughs> Want to be like them? I think so. Want to be like them, but better. Yeah, just uh, pop bitches make money or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> nah, uh, cut, nah, cut that bit out. <laughs> you know, can't let me miss you hear me say that, actually. Uh, <laughs> yeah, just, I don't know, I'd, I'd be happy, even if, if it's just making pittance, doing something I love, doing music, I'd be happy doing that, to be honest. Like, if, yeah. if, I can, if it can actually just be that we make, make a living doing that, even if it's just minimum wage, I'll do it. I'll take it. Well, it's doing what you love, isn't it? If you can turn your hobby into yeah. a profession, then uh, ding dong, you've won. Mm. Yeah. Um, the final question before you go is something I ask all my guests each week. What's your favourite album of all time? Oh, oh that's a tricky one. Oh, no. Abba, great. Yeah, it's usually a tough one. Mate, it is, that does bang. That is a, that is a cracking song, one. They haven't got a bad song. Does not. Well, they, they have, but like, not in the greatest hit. Mm. But, I don't know for me. But um, Arctic Monkeys, whatever people say, um, that's what I'm not. Like, favourite worst nightmares were favourite Arctic. I think for me, possibly either White Album or Volume 3, Slipknot's uh, third one. One of them <laughs> two. Fair enough. But you I think variety. one of the. If, I've got. I've got too many, but one of the in- most inspirational ones for me in terms of playing guitar was probably Appetite for Destruction. Uh, mm-hmm. It's a bit cliche, but that's kind of like when I was 12, that's kind of when I realised I wanted to start making that noise. So mm-hmm. I'm going to go with that. I'm going to go with that one today. And you haven't stopped Appetite since. For Destruction. <laughs> right, well, I still play. Thanks for coming on. Thanks for having us. Yeah, cheers for having us, mate. Cheers, mate. It's been an honour. Appreciate Thanks very it. much. Nice one. Cheers. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of the Book of Our Culture podcast. As I said at the beginning, go check out the perps wherever you listen to your music and go check out the BH Culture store via the link in my Instagram bio. For any of you that don't follow me, my Instagram is at bucket.had.culture and use the code FATHERSDAY for 15% off your purchase. I'll be back next Tuesday.